Welcome back. Welcome back to the Man to Man Pod. One half of the Man to Man Pod. Yours truly, Darius Butler. Uh, my main man, uh, co-host Antoine Bethay will be out today. Um, running around handling some business. You know the business, man. Always, always moving, man. Making things happen. Uh, but I'm here to hold it down this Friday, February 26th. Um, late night edition of uh, you know our Friday episode. Like like I said, AB's been moving around. Um, you know I've been dealing with some things. Um, you know obviously with, with, with my family this week. Uh, please continue to keep you know positive thoughts and prayers uh, for my aunt Lisa. Um, you know we, we we need it. You know she's um, still battling with COVID right now. Um, so thank you for those. Thank you for those. Um, also, keep prayers up for uh, for Tiger. Um, Tiger was in a bad accident. Obviously, details are still coming out. You know, you know what led to it and things like that. But um, hopefully, he recovers and he's all right. But please, a prayers for my auntie Lisa, man. That is, um, you know, that's with, with no auntie Lisa, there is no no me playing football. At least, um, you know, my aunt actually forged. My mother's uh, signature on my original paperwork to um, to play tackle football. Me and my younger brother, um, Darrell, and um, so yeah, just one of many, many, many amazing stories of my aunt always being there, always holding down for all of her nieces and nephews. Um, so yeah, just love. Uh, continue to send sending uh, positive energy our way, man. We need it. Um, let's jump on to some of this. Uh, some of this sports talk, man. Um, what's going on in the sports world? I know one thing that I keep seeing, it's not really newly relevant, I guess, but this Dak situation, man. So we're gonna talk about this Dak contract, his situation with the Cowboys. We're gonna talk about um obviously Deshaun and what's going on with him in Houston. Um, something we keep uh we're gonna keep harping on and touching on until you know, until until something actually shakes. From uh from Houston side, I think Deshaun has pretty much made it clear where he stands. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Russ developing news there at Russ that took place this week, and then also um some other news. Uh, Kyrie, I think you know some news coming out of the NBA that I'm that I'm interested to hear you guys' opinion on is uh Kyrie came out said you know Kobe should be the new logo. A lot of people have voiced different opinions about it. Um, I'm in agreement with him. I agree. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about time that the the logos change. Jerry West has been on record saying, you know, he wouldn't mind it changing. He, you know, wants it to change. Um, you know, Kyrie said a lot of things. You know, a lot of people, this is uh, especially this generation, the generation that's playing like Kobe was. He was their, you know, their Jordan. He was their, their idol when it came to basketball. He was what everything, um, what it meant. You know, putting your best foot forward, putting your best, most effort forward, studying the game, being a master of your craft. All those things um, were embodied by Kobe, uh, the Mamba mentality. He said that uh, Kyrie also spoke on, you know, how black kings have built the NBA up to being, you know, what and where it is now, which is entirely true. So um, he made a lot of good points. And I agree with Kyrie. Kyrie is one of those guys that a lot of people you know, like to throw stones at um, when given the opportunity. But, um, you know, as an overall guy, as a player, I'm a big, big Kyrie fan. So I'm um, definitely on his side with this one. So breaking news um, with the WNBA ownership-wise, the man-to-man alum, UConn alum, you know, former national champion, University of Connecticut, two-time WNBA champion, 
uh, my friend and a friend of the show, Renee Montgomery, um, it came out today that she was a um, part owner, part of the ownership group that bought the Atlanta Dreams. Atlanta Dream in the WNBA, that's huge. She's already an owner over in the FCF, now an owner in the WNBA. Man, I got to get over day level, man. I got to do so. I got to do what Renee doing out here, man. Owning, owning two teams, two different leagues. What's she retired? She not even a month in the retirement. See you, girl. See you, man. Proud of Renee. Proud of, proud of, proud of a big proud, big proud. But yeah. All right, let's jump right into it. We're going to actually start this episode off. And I don't even know if this is how it will go down if AB was here. But we know what, get, we know what people want to talk. People want to talk about the Cowboys. People want to talk about Dak. So we're going to start the show off talking about Dak and the Cowboys and his contract situation once again. Now, some people have said a lot of things for a long time now. Obviously, this Dak contract situation has been a situation for far too long. Issue number one. But today and, you know, every day until something actually happens, you're going to hear people continue to talk about it. But my guy, Dan Orlowski, and I love Dan Orlowski. I love him like a brother, man. We played play together in college. Um, you know, he did a lot to put UConn on the map, you know, went to the NFL, had a long career, and now he's doing his thing in TV. And I love Dan. And I love a lot of the stuff that Dan has to say. And some of the stuff I don't. And you know, Dan, you know, I'm sure Dan feels the same way about me. We have some spirited debates here and there on uh, Twitter. Even better debates uh, and text message, but it's always out of love and it's always, you know, us you know, not not wanting to back down from my point, regardless of what it is. I believe, honestly, I'm not actually I'm not going to put any words in my mouth. But Dan Orlowski doubled down today. He came out yesterday and said something, yo, you know, basically in so many words, I don't want to put any words in his mouth. But Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. The Cowboys shouldn't pay Dak Prescott great money because he hasn't shown himself to be a great quarterback, only good, so he shouldn't get the great money. And the number that's been thrown around a lot is the $40 million a year number, right? This is why I have a problem with that. And I tweeted, uh, by the time you guys hear this, probably be yesterday, but I tweeted Dan on Friday um, about some of his comments that were made. And um, I just, I, to sum it up, you know, why is this even a conversation at this point? Because, you know, since I've been following football, since I've been playing football, been a part of the game, especially the NFL level, basically when it's a guy's turn, like when that guy is up, he up, he, he breaks the bank. That's just what it is. That's what it is in free agency. Um, once you hit that market, and not, not only the quarterback position, but, you know, they're the most popular, the most known. The quarterback position, just like any other position, wide receiver, running back, corner, you hit the market, you're up, right? That's when you break the bank. We've seen Kirk Cousins break the bank. I believe he got 80-plus fully guaranteed. We've seen, uh, I think, Jimmy G was even a free agent. He might have got traded, but he got traded, got a new deal. He became the highest-paid player in NFL history when he signed his deal. Without a great track record of him being great in the NFL, Matt Stafford was in the league. He was in my draft class. He broke records, uh, you know, signing bonus, most guaranteed at signing uh, with most uh, three-year cash flow. At the time, all these record over the years, it's been, I mean, not only in, in, in uh, football, this happens in basketball too. It's been times where Mike Conley was the highest paid player in the league, or, 
you know, Gordon Hayward was the top five pay, highest paid player in the league or, um, you know, Damian Litter before he was Dame Dollar was, you know, so like this is just what happens in sports. You hit the market, you get your bread right now in Dak's particular situation. So that's how it's been for all, for all those, for the guys I named, and it's a much longer list of other guys. But that's what's happened. They get their money. It's no big deal, right? For some reason, now that it's Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, now we want to move the goalposts and say he's not great. So why are we giving him great money? He's not a top three, not a top five quarterback. Why are we giving him top three, top five money? When that's happened year in and year out, over and over and over again. Maybe not every year uh, that we see it with a notable name, but it's happened many times that we can all remember. Now, you can look at some of these situations and say, hey, look what happened to that team. They didn't do great. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Why would I go out and pay this guy again? Stop it. Stop it. From day one, Dak came in as a fourth-round pick, got Tony Romo up out of there, who was at the time and is the all-time Dallas uh, Cowboy passing leader in in most categories. Beat him out as a fourth-round draft pick. Started every game going into last season before, um, you know, getting the injury and missing the rest of last season. But before that, hadn't missed the game, hadn't missed a snap as a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. While his counterparts, his colleagues, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, not only did those guys get drafted one and two in that same draft, those guys both went into the season, what, two years ago? With a hundred million plus guarantee, and now you look at that, who's I would say if you look at the totality of their of both of their careers, of all three of their careers, Jerry Goff, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, I would say Dak Prescott has had individually has had the best career out of those three numbers. We talk about durability and actually progressing, becoming a better quarterback year in and year out. I would say Dak would be one out of those three, but once again, he's the one that's not paid. He was the one that was drafted in the fourth round. And that, okay, that was based off what he did in college. He got drafted low. But now that it's time, his time to get paid, and not only is he, like, just hitting free agency, but he should, could have been paid three years ago, two years ago, last year. And part of it is on deck for even showing up. He should have been in Cabo, and I said it back then. He should have been in Cabo when Zeke was in Cabo, and he got paid two years before he needed to. So don't move the goalposts with that. I think he's earned every penny of it, every penny of his money. Um, and, and honestly, he's been grossly underpaid. You know, when you look at once again, the other guys grossly underpaid to be starting going to his what six year now, fifth, six year. It's been starting every year, every game, through for down there 500 yards uh year before last. Like, we got to stop it. Dak deserves his money. Is he a top three, five quarterback? No. Absolutely not. Should he get paid top three to five money? Yes. Absolutely. That's just how the game goes. <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. Like, don't start changing it now. And um, as far as the Cowboys go, what's your alternative as an organization? What's your alternative when it comes to the quarterback position? Is it Andy Dalton? Is it you're going to take your chance in the draft? Is it you're going to try to put a package together for somebody else down the line? Like, what's your alternative? I mean, 
I, I don't I don't know. This is a guy that once again has been healthy for the most part outside of you know that that freak injury last year and has continually gotten better. So what's the alternative at the position, the most important position in the franchise? Like, so for a, a number of reasons, Dak should be getting his money and um he should be getting it ASAP. It's my money that I want it now. Nah, but he he should. He should definitely. I mean, what what's what's the alternative from the Dallas standpoint? And from Dak, you got to look at it for Dak. It ain't my fault we're here. You know, everybody want to hear this forty million dollar number like it's this crazy. That's not a crazy number at this point. We got what two quarterbacks now that's seeing over forty. So it's your it's your guys' fault that it's drug out this long. But I mean, get your money, Dak. I'll be damned. Try to change the rules for him. You're the face of the most valuable sports franchise in the world. Unless there's one that I'm not that I that I'm forgetting that I don't know of, but I believe Dallas Cowboys, I believe they're the most valuable franchise in the world. And I've been the starting quarterback for this team for four years. Five, really. I mean, I got hurt, but come on, man, stop it. Stop it. And that's what see when, when all the and this is aside from the football stuff uh, back in 2016, which I believe was his rookie year. And he had 17, um, you know, when a lot of the uh, what people want to call political. But this really was a human rights issue and everything with cap and the protests and everything like that. That played the you know, he played the you know, he, he played the company guy role. Right. He, he was the good guy. Nah, I ain't gonna ruffle no feathers. I ain't gonna do this. I ain't gonna do that. And maybe that was just how he felt, which is cool. But even with being the good guy, when, when he should have got paid, when Zeke went on with the Cabo and got his bread, I said, hey, Dak, you should be out there with Zeke. You're the quarterback. They they definitely should be paying you. Nah, company guy, show it to work. They're gonna do right by me. Take notes. Take notes, because wherever I go, Wherever I go, and this is management, if I'm in management, if I'm a coach, if I'm on TV, if I'm calling games, whatever it is, wherever my path takes me, if I have a podcast for however many years and, and you know, whatever, whatever it is, I'm always going to be pro player. The players, hey, do what's best for you, man, in your, in your individual situations because these organizations, they're going to do what's best for them. The Jones family. The, the the whoever of the family that organization that team that money is going to be around forever and ever and ever so as a player you strike when the eye is hot get your money do right by you your conscience all that your chicken your mentals all that all that all that all that a pro player everything but anyway that's it on the deck and the cowboy stuff i'll talk about them again once i start breaking down these uh some of these prospects. Oh man, but <clears throat> next thing. Oh man. All right. Went a, went a little went a little longer than I thought on my on my on my deck cowboys. Rent. Good stuff though. Good talk. Good talk though, man. Interesting to hear you guys' you guys' input on that, man. What else we got on going on around the league? Russ, man. Russ. Russell last name Wilson. So Russell Wilson, 
rumors that you know his team had approached the Seahawks and demanded a trade and then the next day or the same day his team agents came out basically matter of fact uh Seahawks quarterback has not demanded a trade his agent Mark Rogers told ESPN's Adam Schefter Rogers said that Wilson has told the Seahawks that he wants to play in Seattle but if a trade were considered, the only teams that he would go to are the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, I'm not going to lie, that was a head scratcher for me. That one caught me off guard. But so, so I, I mean, it's, it's, a little, it's, it's a little smoke in the city out there, you know, out there with, uh, with Seattle and Russ. Um, I still don't. Um, I said it last week, or, or was it Monday? Probably was Monday. Probably a week before that as well. I still don't see um, Russ leaving. Russ being traded from Seattle this year. I don't see it. Um, but obviously, you're seeing a lot more, a lot more chatter, a lot more talk about it. So it's definitely something there. I mean, this this quarterback carousel. These you know quarterbacks taking ownership and saying. Um, you know, and, and obviously where they want to play and then listing teams is getting a little NBA-ish over here. I like it, though. I like it, man. Um, obviously, you know, the Seattle hasn't been doing enough, in, in Russell's opinion, to, to to build around him. I don't think it's been it's been a while since he's been back to even the championship game. But um, but yeah, I mean, I feel him. I also I also feel like you know Russ obviously has to take some responsibility in those you know getting hit a lot. He does um, extend plays, and that is part of his magic. But um, you know he's definitely well in his right, well within his right, um, you know to you know to let it be known that he wants he wants input. Okay, he wants input on personnel, which I believe quarterbacks should have, especially quarterbacks. Of Russ's stature and what he's um, accomplished in this league over the years, uh, and he also wants to get protected. Man, is that too much to ask? I know he's a magician back there, but you can invest a little, a couple more dollars, um, you know, into into protecting the man. You feel me? Come on, man. But uh, Cowboys, Raiders, Bears, Saints—interesting little list right there. Um, hmm. I know the Saints don't, they don't even have any money. And Breeze is about to get up out of there. Chicago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, man, I don't know what he's thinking with Chicago. I don't know what it is there. Um, Raiders, okay, maybe he he would like to play with Gruden. Got some weapons there. You got Wally, you got Jacobs, you got a good old line. Like, I can see that. And then the Cowboys. I mean, I think that Cowboys, that's all about, well, not all about, but. Because you do have some weapons there as well on the outside. But, you know, if you're the face of the Cowboys, once again, most valuable team in the world, Russ ain't slow. But, um, but yeah, man, that's, so that's interesting. You know, Russ naming those teams, once again, clearing up the rumors of him uh, wanting to be traded. So starting off by saying he wants to play in Seattle, wants to be in Seattle. But if you are thinking about trading me, these are the places that I consider to go. And Russ has that no trade clause in his contract as well. So I do think you'll see that becoming more and more um, popular, especially amongst the quarterbacks. Like, hey, not only am I getting this um, this deal, but I'm getting no trade clause as well. So I like it, but 
we'll see where that goes. All right, so all in all, don't, don't expect much to come out of that Russell Wilson situation just yet, but there's something to pay attention to to be interesting. See how it all unfolds. Um, some other news this weekend. Um, so uh Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, we've been talking about Deshaun Watson um for obviously a while now, obviously since he made it clear that he wanted out of Houston. And then you've seen all of the things that um has taken place since then that from the Houston side, which they have done nothing to make, in my opinion, to make Deshaun want to stay. And um, he's made it clear that it's not a beef that he has with Nick Casario, the new GM. It's not a beef that he has with the new head coach, David Cully. But it's obviously it's 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 higher than them. You know, it's bigger than them. And uh, he's made that clear. And uh, according to Dan Graziano a couple of days ago, per sources, uh, Texas QB Deshaun Watson met with the new Texas head coach, David Cully, last Friday in that meeting. Watson reiterated that he wanted to be traded and told Cully he had no intention of playing for the Texas again. No change on Watson's end. He remains dug in. So said this a couple weeks ago on the show. Um, the only move really for uh, for the Houston Texans at this point is to move him. You got to move him. Um, I, I feel like the relationship is, is too far gone. And like he said, it's a relationship that's it's bigger than head coach. It's bigger than the general manager. It, it goes all the way up to ownership and how the organization has been run. And, um, you know, obviously it's going to be too, you know, when, when own owners and players, employees essentially always going to be on different sides. Um, I understand Deshaun Watson exercising his right and that he wants to, um, you know, go to another organization. Doesn't seem, doesn't feel like this organization has been loyal to him they told him they were going to do some things a certain way they went against that and he's put out some cryptic tweets and some not so cryptic tweets like hey loyalty is everything you know once it's gone it's gone and and i feel like this is where this situation is uh, with the texans so at this point you know that's obviously your, your quarterback in the prime and that's the hardest thing to find in this league goes back to the situation with that Back to the Russell Wilson situation. Those are both prime guys, uh, quarterbacks in their prime that are very high-level players. It's hard to find that. So I understand the hesitancy of the Texans not even taking calls. <laughs> Teams have been reported to be leaving voicemails. We're like, hey, yo, so we'll give you like three first-rounders, two first-rounders, and this guy, you know, hit me back. So it's, it's, it's at that level. So I feel like the only play right now is to get him up out of there and build going forward. Build what you got going forward. Whoever that new quarterback is, obviously it'll be somebody you probably got to identify in a draft. Um, maybe you'll have some picks where you can move up and get maybe who you think is the guy for your future. Uh, but whatever it is, Deshaun Watson has made it clear that he wants out. And when a quarterback has made that clear, uh, when a player has made that clear that it's beyond repair, um, you got to try to get as much back form when you can. And in my opinion, do it before the draft so that you have all your things situated. You know what it is, what position you have a need, where to allocate your resources. Um, you know, Nick Casario and David Cully should be a whole new, new regime, a whole new chapter. You know, obviously, J.J. Watt's gone. Um, so that's turning the page on a legendary career there. Um, 
unfortunately, you will have to move on from Deshaun Watson while he's just getting into his prime, I feel like. So um, tough situation, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. You should have done shit the right way from the beginning, and you wouldn't be in this situation, Houston. So I don't feel bad for him at all. I see people in mention saying, well, what about Deshaun? Why would he sign this deal if he – if he wanted to now a year later with his ink, you know, hasn't even drowned a deal. He wants to be out. Listen, when you have that opportunity to sign for that type of money, you know, that type of security in this game, you know, we talk about the Dak situation, a guy I feel like should have been paid two, three years ago. Any given play, any given game, you could go out there and it can it can mess you up. It can mess that prime year that contract or whatever it is so when you have an opportunity especially from a guy who already i believe has had two acl injuries you sign for that money and it's not like he didn't come out and give the organization his best you know he led the league in a, a number of statistical categories but the team around him the organization around not even just the players that got the organization around him that he's obviously been aware of hasn't been doing right by him so now he's forcing his way out. He has no trade clause in there, so he has some say in where he'll go, uh, which I also think is a good thing. But, uh, but yeah, he signed for that money, which he should have, which I, I would have advised him to. And then this year you saw what it was, even to the point where you we had mic'd up conversations with J.J. Watt saying, hey, man, I'm sorry we wasted a year. right? We wasted a, a, a magnificent year of yours being shitty. So um, the players in the locker room, we've heard, don't have an issue with him wanting to leave. So, I mean, that that says everything you you, you need to know about the situation. Then with uh, Andre Johnson coming out some weeks ago, speaking out about, you know, what's been going on in Easterby. And this guy's like, come on, man. It, it don't take much to, to understand why he want the hell out of there. Free Watson, man. Free Watson. I'm yelling it till it's backwards, man. He deserves to be out here on a good team and a good or good organization lighting it up. I'm hopeful that he goes to the Dolphins so that we can see Watson Allen twice a year. I would enjoy seeing that. Plus, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little home team, home team or anyway. But uh, but we'll see. We shall see. Um, next up, next up, what we got on the list from this week. What else happened this week? All right, some other news we had. Um out of the NBA this week, um, you know, I, I touched on it earlier with Kyrie and his comments on um, his comments on Kobe being the logo, the new logo. But yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry West has been on record saying that, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to be the logo, not like change it. I hate it, but like, he said the NBA should should be embarrassed that uh that the NBA, that he's the logo. And I mean, I think honestly, you know, if it is changed, Kobe will be a great person to change it to. Um, and obviously, you know, losing him, losing a legend so soon adds to it, adds to his mystique, adds to his legend. But even when he when he was um, still with us. You know, a lot of people gave him his flowers, a lot of his competitors, um, a, a lot of his teammates, you know, just the game, just the way he approached the game, the the mama mentality, um, you know, and then you saw what he was doing with his daughter and Gianna and what she was doing, uh, you know, in the woman's side. 
and uh, you know what the future is going to be for her. So I just I think it will be, especially for this era, for this era, these guys that are playing now, like Kobe is probably bigger. I mean, no, nothing was bigger than MJ, but Kobe was probably more of like their idol. Like, okay, we we we're seeing him right now because MJ. I mean, MJ is is when he finished up his real run, it was ninety eight. You know, I I'm I'm I'll be thirty five next month, and I was twelve years old in ninety eight. So, a lot of these cats that's playing right now, you know, they weren't watching MJ like that for real. For real. they saw the highlights, they saw the moves, obviously the shoes and the impact that he had on culture. But Kobe was what they were seeing, what we were seeing day in and day out, seeing dropping eighty one, seeing him going damn near a month straight dropping forty, just crazy. You know, just a lot of things on and off the field um, that Kobe embodied. And why, you know, I agree with Kyrie and that he should be um, the new logo. Definitely believe the new logo should be changed. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm not going to go into finding the, the whole clip of what he said, but that was basically it. Like, hey, Kobe should be the new logo. This is why they asked him about it again. He doubled down on it. Also mentioned Black Kings built the lead. Once again, thousand percent agree. You know, obviously, you know, Naismith started the game of basketball. Um, you know, the the whoever started the NBA and the actual teams and all those type of things. But the players who've been majority, uh, you know, black over the years that it's grown to the global um, level that it's at now and will and will continue to grow into. Um, you know, a lot of those contributors on the court have been black. So. Um, I agree that also it should be a black player as the logo um, and Kobe. Kobe will be a great guy. Obviously, Jordan will be a guy. LeBron, um, all these guys will come in. I'm sure other older guys that were before them would um, will come up in a discussion. But with everything that's happened that transpired with the Bryant family, I think it would be a dope uh, tribute and dope all around if Kobe became the logo. Well, yeah, that's my my two cents on it. And, uh, you know, Kyrie, you know, he's one of those players. He's an easy target. One of those personalities, you know, he, he you know, he thinks outside of the box. He speaks his mind. Um, a lot of the times I'm with Kyrie, though. A lot of the times I'm with Kyrie. I must I must say. But um, going over to the NBA. So uh, we, we were talking. And, uh, you know, just getting really back into it since the NFL season has started, stopped. I'm sorry for me. So just getting back onto my NBA stuff where I'm watching games, watching multiple games um, some nights. And um, I like what I'm seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Nets. Now, Durant, the uh, word came out today that he'll be resting through the All-Star break, which is – that's the luxury you have. That's the luxury that you have. We have uh, – Kyrie and um, James Harden out there when you can rest. You know, KD was probably top three player in the NBA. You can rest him for damn near a month and get him ready for him to have, you know, another healthy stretch. Um, so you got Kyrie, you got KD, you got Harden. The way that they're playing, they've run off eight wins in a row now. Um, you know, James Harden is playing like, the be if not the best player in the league, the best point guard in the league for sure. Um, so they can be scary down the line. Obviously, if D, if D. Jordan, they get quality minutes out of him in the postseason. Um, I definitely see them being the favorites in the East. But over here in the East, 
Um, you got Philly. Philly's been playing well. Uh, ben Simmons has been one of the best defenders in the league this year. Did a great job defensively on Luka the other night. Um, Joel and B has been a monster on both both ends of the court. Um, obviously, you got Greek Freak and his guys in the Bucks, but I'm not a believer in Greek Freak and, and what they got over there in Milwaukee. I'm not a believer in it. Um, haven't seen anything real from them in the playoffs. So I'm not going to buy into that hype. The Boston Celtics, been a huge disappointment so far. We spoke about them um, a couple weeks ago, about uh, uh, a comment that I made. I was like, man, I wouldn't be surprised. Or I believe, I forgot exactly how I said it, but I said the the Celtics would be broken up. They'll probably be broken up next year. And obviously you got Kemper who's been dealing with his things that he's been dealing with. But um, you still got Tatum, you still got Brown out there, the down market smart, who's obviously, you know, their their ace when it comes to the defensive um, side of the floor for sure. Um, Also another ball handler. So there are some missing pieces, but at the same time, you got two all-stars in there. You got two, you know, two high caliber players in 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 the NBA. There's no way you should be sitting at, I believe, nine right now. if you're the Celtics, there's no way that's 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 100 unacceptable. You hear Danny Ainge coming out basically um, putting it on uh putting it on him. He put it on himself that oh you know I I don't have the right roster together. But when when they start coming out taking ownership, you know they you know they kind of really pointing that elbow somewhere else. So I think Brad Stevens is for sure on that hot seat. Been seeing a question being asked a little more often now. Uh, I wouldn't say we were early to the party, but we've been talking about it record, you know, 15, 15 and 17 right now. So two games below 500. No way you should be two, two games below 500 with, 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 with those guys. No way you two, two games below 500. I don't, um, I, I, I don't get that. You can't give him a pass for that. Can't give Stevens a pass for that. Can't get those players a pass for that. Um, on the West, on the West, obviously you got the Lakers going and trending in the wrong direction. And um, clearly you can point to AD being out. And he's going to have to remain out for some time to get healthy, to get full speed. Uh, Stroder should be back soon. but um, And that'll be good. It'll be good. I, I, I want to see that team with Stroder in there too because I think Stroder is kind of that number three guy when it comes to the Lakers. Um, you know, him or Kuz, I think it needs to be Stroder when it comes, when it really gets to the playoff times. And I think Kuz um, can be, you know, that fourth. But they all need these minutes. They all need these these moments in the game where they're going to have to take big shots or make big passes and make big plays without AD being there. And then hopefully, you know, when AD's back, they can be – everybody can have, you know, have to step their game up. But – um Obviously not looking good over there. Looking rough over there. The Jazz, you know, I was hype on the Jazz. Everybody's still hype on the Jazz right now. Rightfully so. You know, they got a well, well, well-built team. Um, a great coaching staff. Shout out to Keon Doolin, too. Keon Doolin's on that coaching staff. Uh, Fort Lauderdale legend. Shout out to Keon and the rest of that staff over in Utah. But they're um they're playing some 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 fantastic ball um everybody's looking great um you know mitch uh donovan mitchell obviously we know he's a superstar he get buckets but
but he's making the guys better around him. You know, in Glaze, uh Clarkson, uh, Conley, who who who's you know, it ain't gonna all show up on the stat sheet on the box score, uh, what he does for that team. But it's players like Mike Conley that get up in your organization, get you know valuable minutes on the floor, and make everything around them um, better. So I'm excited about that Jazz team. I can't say. I could pick them over in the series right now. My, you know, team basketball is is amazing. It's gonna get you far. Um, but you know, I feel like in the NBA for sure in basketball, like those stars um, are gonna win you those championships. Like I said, Donovan Mitchell's a superstar, but when you look at AD and uh, LeBron, when you look at Paul George and Kawhi, which Paul George hasn't been. Paul George we need to be in the playoffs but you look at those guys even in Denver you know you look at uh you know you look at Joker and uh and, and Jamal so we'll, we'll see though but I like we like, I love what the Jazz are doing um I couldn't pick them in, at, to come out of the West right now I couldn't even pick them to be in the Western Conference Finals right now but they look damn good and uh, I wouldn't mind if I'm wrong I wouldn't mind if I'm wrong and once again, I'm just getting back into this basketball thing. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of those young young guys down there in New Orleans. Um, love what I'm seeing in Phoenix. With Chris Paul and Phoenix and Chris Paul deservedly going to the All-Star game. You know, some people were saying, you know, if you were going to pick a son, it should have been D-Book. He ended up getting in. But I think uh, Chris Paul deserved He deserved everything, everything, uh, um, you know, the accolades that he's been getting. Definitely deserved this Pro Bowl. Not Pro Bowl. Uh, all-star not but yeah man excited about um still don't think they should have done the all-star game but you know money talks um but excited to see how this how this season you know looks down the stretch and i'm sure we'll have another good playoffs they did an amazing job last year in the midst of the pandemic um you know making the playoffs happen making the bubble happen Hopefully they don't have to go back into a bubble situation. I know how much those guys hated that. But um, but yeah, excited about catching up on the NBA, NBA basketball. March Madness is coming up. College basketball. There'll be a lot of people betting on a bunch of teams that we never seen play, filling out brackets. I don't watch college basketball at all. I'm gonna have me a bracket though. I'm going to have me a bracket. So y'all make sure y'all help me out when we get to that. Well, yeah, man. Uh, I want to know also, who do you guys have? Who are your favorites right now? When you listen to this, tweet me your favorite. Tell me your, your, your tweet in response to this man-to-man pot episode. So I know who's your favorite coming out of the NBA right now on each side. On each side, what else we got, man? It's usually when I take questions, man. I, I mean, this it feels. I'm not gonna lie, it feels weird that um, it feels weird, you know, not 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 doing this thing live, man. You know, it feels weird. It feels weird, but um, because this is where we usually taking questions, the comments from listeners, fans, man. So. I appreciate y'all. I don't even like doing this without y'all, man. You know, but uh, like I said, some things were going on. Had to uh, 
But I had to hop on here and holler at y'all. What else we got, man? I was just reading something. All right, so yeah, I don't have you know your questions, the comments, your live interactions. This um, you know, this episode, unfortunately, but you know, give me a chance to go, you know, talk about some things that I've been interested in away from sports. You know, um, these NFTs, these top shots, NBA top shots, uh, which are basically like highlights that are you know blockchain and it's kind of like you know today's day and age trading cards or collectibles and you can buy them and man it, i don't understand it um but i can tell you one thing it's growing in profit popularity i hear about it every day i see it on my twitter timeline every day it's kind of creeping and making its way into my life so when things like that happen um i feel like you know what i gotta start doing some research on this stuff even if i don't fully understand it you know sometimes i gotta i might have to go cop me a top shot package or something and uh you know hopefully 10 20 40 years down the line you know it's probably worth something crazy uh but just because i took the shot at the beginning of something like this happening but uh it seems pretty cool man a lot of people are excited about it i actually reached out to one of the head guys um over at top shot and I'm going to have him on the show. Um, this is, I'm going to have him on the show next week, actually. Well, we want to have him next week. Should be next week. Could be the week following. But we will have a member of the NBA Top Shots company or crew, whatever it's called. And they're going to explain it, the Top Shots, the NFTs. Um, so make sure you're tapped in on that. Um, so that we're up to date with what's going on in the sports world because I'm sure it's it's one of those things that's going to be around. And if you don't know what blockchain is, start to learn it. Start to learn it. Okay, it's going to be like I can't. I don't even know what to compare it to, but everything's going to be on blockchain going forward. At least that's my understanding of where the world is going. So whether you you understand it, you agree with it or not, you best do your best. To educate yourself on it so definitely gonna get some education here on the man to man pod definitely tap in for that and let you guys know when that's coming up but outside of the nfts and the top shots and the highlight stuff like that i also want to talk a little bit about um you know just investing and um even this shirt this hoodie i have on assets over liabilities right so um a lot of things a lot of things that i learned about money and investing and uh really just good financial education literacy financial fitness in a sense and the reason i say fitness is because um i relate a lot of things to sports and um my explanation of financial fitness will be like keeping your body in shape right you can't just work out for a week take two weeks off and work out again like i know some of you probably do and probably think shit that's that's not too bad but being fit and really being in a tip-top shape is always been in shape right i work out let's say four times a week i work out four times a week every week i'm working out those four times a week and i should be pushing my if you know if i'm lifting weights or i'm doing reps on something or maybe i'm running a certain distance like i should be continuing to improve and uh that's kind of how you should be doing with your money as well uh your money your finances they should continue to improve uh, you should continue to learn different ways to do things better um and all these different type of things and 
investing in the stock market and crypto and all these different things have become more mainstream more popular more talked about um and obviously it's a lot of things that you know you got the reddit um meme stocks and things like that and it's definitely always ways to do things irresponsibly but try to learn the fundamentals of things try to learn the responsible way i i'm happy that everybody's talking about investing that everybody's excited about it it's something that i've personally been really into since probably 2015 i believe late a lot later than i should have i wish i would have learned the things that i've started to learn uh you know into my 30s i wish i would have learned those things in my 20s because of the profession i was doing right because as an athlete you come in all this money early and then by the time that you know your counterparts and your friends and things that you graduated high school and college with by the time they start making some real money you know they're probably in their 30s and they figured out a lot more things about life and for us it's kind of backwards got all this money on the front end obviously a lot of attention and certain status and in, in, in life comes with that um certain levels of pride when you're dealing with athletes so when you have pride you're not going to ask certain questions because you don't want to seem ignorant especially when it comes to money like you want to seem like you got all your shit together so a lot of questions aren't asked a lot of information isn't shared so um, I'm going to share some information right here and uh, we're going to continue. to talk. We talked about it on previous, you know, interviews and episodes, but investing is easy, right? If you have the money, put it in quality companies or quality things, quality people that you believe in, that, you, that they have a history and a track record of producing certain levels year in and year out quarter in and quarter out right that's what you do you invest in long-term companies you hold them <laughs> that's the simple form of investing now some people want to get into day trading and options and all these different things those are a lot more complex and a lot more tedious a lot harder to be successful in it's not hard to be a successful investor though a a, a, a passive investor so i say you can switch it up and say okay i don't want to you know, I want to move that investment from Walmart and put it in something else. Or I want to put it from Apple and put it somewhere else because of this reason or, you know, Twitter or somewhere else. But if you're putting it in good companies that you believe in, that you'll want to hold for five, 10 years down the line, invest it, please. Bitcoin. I jumped into Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin back in 2017. And I was still playing the league. Heard about it from a couple of different guys. I said, you know what? jump in you know i'm making a bunch of money um this is one of those things that it hadn't just come out but it had once again kind of like these nfts these top shots it made its way into my world like too i kept hearing from different people different arenas smart people some not so smart people i trust people i may not trust but i kept hearing it, so i'm like all right man let me do my little own research you know found out what i found out and even though I still didn't completely understand it, I was like, man, you know what? I believe in it enough to where, you know, if it does work out, I look like a genius 10, 20 years from now. It was something that in 2017, I said, you know what? I'm putting this away. And it was a number that I was fine with putting away. And I was okay with seeing that number decrease dramatically over the years because it was a long-term thing. And that's another thing you got to know about investing. If you're investing in the stock market, for instance, good companies or not, hopefully you only invest in good companies. I wouldn't advise anybody jumping these meme stocks unless you really know what you're doing to get in and get out. But anyway, if you invest in good quality companies, invest in them, hold them. Okay. No, try to understand how the company works, how they make money, 
these companies are publicly traded the information is out there right do that but it has to be an amount of money and it has to be money that you have to understand okay this money is invested so even if you're going to check it every day every week every month however it's your money check how often you want understand that you put that hundred dollars in there that thousand dollars or that hundred thousand or that million ten million whatever it is you got to be okay to say okay i invested a hundred thousand dollars right in what's february of 2021 by may of 2021 that hundred thousand dollars can be down to 87. it can be down to 67. it can be down to 93 wherever it can, or it can be up to 178. it could be up to 117 it could be up to 105 but you have to understand that that's the it's a long-term game over the years when you look over the the the, the decades and the 20 like those okay it's something I want to pass down. It's something I want to have to in my portfolio that I can leverage and blah, blah, blah. But the thing about investing is it got to be long game. No quick plays. No quick. You can't make quick. But just like you can't get in shape, you can't just go, all right, I'm going to hit the gym one time. I, it's summer next week. Let me go hit the gym one time. I don't work like that. You know, making it to the league, becoming a doctor, becoming a lawyer, becoming certified at whatever. That stuff takes time. It takes lifestyle. It takes discipline. Same thing with money time lifestyle discipline over and over and over again year after year after year you'll see the results and results on the long term there's some things i invested in that i honestly don't expect to see the results from it that i hope from it in my lifetime bitcoin might be one of those things by the time i'm out of here who knows what that thing gonna be but i'm not telling you you get into bitcoin but what I am telling you is at least educate yourself on it, understand what the blockchain is, at least understand how these, why do these coins have value? Why do these coins, pretty much why anything else has value, honestly, because we say it does. So that's going to be my parting word. It has value because we say it does, all right? And we're in the age of the internet. Things that we've, everybody, honestly, we trust the internet with our money. We trust the money is digital, like it's, it's numbers on the screen at the end of the day. Everybody doesn't, you know, you don't have that amount of cash really sitting out here. And think about this. Think about this. I just heard this the other day. Over 30% of all of the money that's in uh, rotation or in whatever it's called, over 30% of that money has been printed within the last 12 months, I believe. I don't know. It's kind of alarming to me. It's kind of alarming. But, you know, I didn't have y'all here to chime in and tap in. Kind of hit y'all on the on, with a, out of left field with that one, huh? But that's what we do when I'm here, Dolo, man. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I hope y'all enjoyed the show, uh, Friday show um man i'm gonna check y'all monday i'm also gonna be on the pat mcafee show on Mon pat mcafee show on monday but um i appreciate y'all man i hope y'all enjoyed it hit me up on my twitter at darius j butler same thing on ig um you know follow the youtube page the man the man pod my co-host a i believe his screen name is a at a 41 on twitter and uh ig but um, holler at us, man. Man to man pod. Appreciate you. Y'all.